0: What you see standing before you is the real world champion, the SCI-17 MVP, Mr. Scenic City himself, the people's captain, Gunnar Miller, the only wrestler that matters. Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're back with another special edition of The Big... Go Belt Podcast. The storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now. It's been the, the best told story
1: leading into this on WWE. This, this pay per view, it feels big, it feels important, but
2: ultimately it's exciting. The
0: biggest thing that that stood out for me when I seen it I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. Now,
2: I, don't, I don't know. Like,
0: It's the Big Go Belt Podcast. I'm two chains along with my co-host Jamal the Giant Crab. What's up, brother? Hey, hey, what's going on, man? And and, and we're doing it again, another special edition tonight. And tonight we have special guests, the people's captain, the corporate captain, Mr. Senate City himself, the host of all hosts. I mean, I could, I can do this forever if I have to. It's yeah, a Gunner years. Miller tonight. What's going on, Gunner?
1: Yeah, man. We can hashtag all day if we need to on nickname. <laughs> Just keep coming with them.
0: Um, thanks again for taking um some time out of your day to join us. Uh busy man, you you you've had a busy November, a busy October, December's just as busy, January dates are filling up. So appreciate you taking a little bit of time out of your uh busy uh planning to join us.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. I appreciate you guys having me on.
0: I not a problem. So I want to start the show. So um you're from Chattanooga, Tennessee and it's nicknamed the scenic city and that's because you know i from what i read as supposed to um the culture out there is like to embrace being outdoors and and that's cool but i really want to know because everybody from that area are knit tight and i just want to know uh from you what does it mean to be from scenic city
1: well i'm born and raised in chattanooga i've been here 26 years now my my whole families here and I have a pretty large family Um, my sister went to college at the University of Tennessee Chattanooga my brother-in-law went to college there and I did as well Uh, we all played sports that's where they met he played football she played softball she's actually in the Hall of Fame she's the athlete in the family I guess you could say and um, and I I played football so you know it, it means a lot to be from Chattanooga it means a lot to represent the scenic city it means a lot to Take that area code of uh, you know the four two three, and take it to other cities out there and, and perform, entertain in front of the fans.
0: Absolutely, and you said she's the athlete. You're also uh, an athlete in the family too, of doing four years as a starting linebacker at UTC. And I mean, you you played against really remarkable people in your career too. Some of the people such as Cam Newton, Amari Cooper. Uh, AJ McCarron, Derek Henry. I, I know you registered it your first year, but, I mean, you got to see firsthand, like, Trent Richardson, Martin Ingram, Julio Jones. I mean, you, yep. we saw you some have the pedigree. Players. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, we saw some good ball players. I mean, we played there for a while. We played the Heisman Trophy winner and the national champions. I want to say it was three years in a row. Like, before I got there, they played Sam Bradford in Oklahoma. And then – the following year, we played Mark Ingram, and then the following year, we played Cam Newton and Auburn. Yep. So, you know, if you played Chattanooga, you got to play, I guess, a national champion and a Heisman Trophy winner.
0: Any any of those, any experiences from being on the field with any of those guys uh, that, that comes to mind?
1: Well, I can tell you this. We played Nebraska my redshirt sophomore year, and in front of 95,000 people, they always have a sold-out crowd, which is pretty cool. But I had a goal line stand uh, against uh, Rex Burkhead, I believe it was his name.
0: Yeah, uh, that guy's Thank you, thank you, you Rex, for my fantasy year. By the I mean,
1: way, I probably like the the running back equivalent of me meeting in the hole, and you know he didn't score, but it was probably the hardest collision I took like head on in in college. So I always remember that
0: one. Is that that's not the injury where you sustained the shoulder injury, was it?
1: No, actually, those those Dead. hits weren't bad. That that was just a combination and uh, like a uh, like a collection of all of these stingers that I had from high school and college, mm-hmm. and then it eventually got to where it was stretching the nerves. Um, they they noticed a fracture in my like C5 C6 vertebrae a couple times. So I guess you could say I broke my neck. Makes um, for a good story. But yeah, man, it it ruined my season three years. My mm-hmm. my freshman year, my junior my freshman year my junior year my senior year all in the seventh game of the season
0: hey um now that oh again rex Bergman is, is is killing it right now the field. i gotta give him a little bit of props like he's, he might be winning me some money at the end of this fantasy football year
1: best luck to him let him keep doing his thing
0: yeah but um yeah nonetheless oh, one other question too with that too did, did you have any more years of eligibility if you ever wanted to play again
1: no, and I don't want to play again. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I, uh, I redshirted my freshman year, yeah, and, and I started my next four years. So I played all five years, um, and that's a long time because I came in the summer before my freshman year because I'm local, yeah, and I'm local school. So I came in and started working out. Like I graduated high school, I believe, in May, mm-hmm. and I started working out with the team in May. Possible. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: and I've always been a weight room junkie i've always been that guy um i think, you, I think you've think you got to have that guy and i've always stepped up and taken that role yeah um, so I, I enjoyed it and it allowed me to get to know the strength coach who i'm really really good friends with now scott brinks and he's doing he's at richmond university now i'm um, doing good things and i still keep in contact with him i spent in the weight room that i have spent in class so you know it was it was cool <laughs>
0: Get to hear and um just an accolade uh for your collegiate career you were on you made the um in 2010 the southern conference all-freshman team uh starting at linebacker so i wanted to point that out too but yeah if the passion wasn't there for football it, it obviously spoke it it's, it's all over the books because immediately upon um graduation um, it was no secret that everybody knew that you had a passion to want to wrestle, and within four months, you had already had a WWE trial, which I I um, researched that that was also delayed because you had a little stinger, but it was pushed back um, a few months into two thousand and fourteen, uh, June of two thousand fourteen, which you did um, then um, went out for the for the trial. So, um, could you just could you talk about the, trend, the first, first of all, the four months no, the four months after graduation heading into uh, that trial that didn't happen the original first time, but then after that, another six months leading up until you knew you had to make it then.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, actually, I'll go back a little bit before that. I have always been vocal about my professional wrestling, uh, I guess, I guess fandom, I guess you could say. I'm a, I was a big fan, you know, first, everybody's a fan. So, you know, I always watched it, and uh, eventually got the guys into watching it it as well at UTC, and we'd have, like, little parties on Mondays. We wouldn't have practice or anything, so they'd all come over and watch Monday Night Raw, and they eventually started liking it and all this stuff. Well, anyways, I'm a big Ultimate Warrior fan, and I... This was when the Ultimate Warrior was coming back around on Twitter, Facebook, doing motivational speeches and whatnot, and uh, I was... I've always painted my face like the Ultimate Warrior. So... An article was written after one of the games about my pregame ritual of, of uh, painting my face. And, you know, I simply told him that I'd go out there at the beginning with no face paint on because I go up there as me. I want to go up there calm. And plus, you're not supposed to have eye black on your, like covering your eyes or like, above your eyes. So I wouldn't let the referee see it. But then when we'd go back in, right before the game would start, I would paint my face. And everybody would be looking at me. And at the beginning, it was kind of like a ha-ha, that guy's, you know, weird threat on what you doing. And then by the time my senior year, I was like, "Hey, dude, you got paint your face every game." So it was one of those <laughs> times. But um, the Ultimate Warrior reached out after he saw this article was written, and he said that it inspired him. That he appreciated that, um, that the Ultimate Warrior, all the running that he did, you know, I kind of like in his last speech, like all the he did, you know, did well for somebody and, and inspired somebody. Made it somebody he liked, um, and he reached out to me literally, you know, every week before every game. He would send text messages. He would send us videos to to the team, um, motivational speeches, and it was really cool. And I got to get to know him on a personal level. Um, prior to him passing away, um, I, I was going to meet him. I'm pretty sure around the tryout time, that was when he kind of came back to the WWE, and uh, you know things didn't work out that way, obviously, but. Very fortunate for all the mentoring that he gave me because he obviously gave me a lot, and he's the one to spark passion actually for shooting. Which, then, um, four months you know after the injury, uh, I didn't have function of my arms for roughly two three weeks, so I didn't really know if I was gonna be able to try out because I was supposed to do it in December, and then I went through um, spinal decompression treatment, decompression treatment for a month and healed me up a little bit and then i uh went to the tryout in june probably at about 85 percent, if i had to guess but you know gave it my best shot and had a good showing and um allowed me to stay in contact with him a little bit growing up.
2: awesome yeah, I. um it's pretty sweet yeah uh, I've, I've heard
0: a little bit of a feedback from that tryout as well too and um you know it's obviously uh very good feedback as far as um Motiv- and motivational feedback as well too everybody who's ever seen you wrestle now knows that without a doubt you have all the twos in the shed um the mic work is there the energy is there the physique is there um e- the charismatic being is i had um you know because you know you first see somebody you think like oh he's just a big bruiser but just very athletic can probably perform any move in the ring um and then this last match that you just had with um with uh, mjf uh, how charismatic could you have? How, how much more charismatic could you have been in, in that? So it's just only a matter of time when you look at it right now.
1: Well, I, mean, I try to take a little bit of, of all my favorites and add it together. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and list everybody that I like, but uh, pretty much every wrestler that's came before me that I'm a fan of, even guys that are on the indie scene that I've wrestled, I try to take one thing from each of them. And incorporated at some point or another. So, you know, it's it's just really fun to get out there and do what I love to do and what I've always wanted to do. You know, whether it's at this level, and you know, it, we're just starting, you know, we're paying our dues, um, or you know, if if we're at the next level, it, it's always going to be fun. It's one of the things that's always going to be enjoyable.
2: Now, right on. I, I want to ask you about this. Uh, your first match. Uh, I saw an article, uh, because you're just all over Chattanooga. I saw an article from 2014 where you competed in a match uh, from EWE, was it Empire Wrestling Entertainment, down in Georgia. It um, was really special because it helped a lady uh, who needed to raise money for um, her kid who had uh, diabetes. She needed an insulin pump, and It was a pretty big deal. Uh, could you go into... As I'm reading this article, I understand that's your first match. Uh, how much more uh, pressure does an event like that put on you, if at all? And is there any comparison to the football field where you know that you have a big game coming up? Uh, does it change your preparation at all?
1: So you're talking about that match being a big match? How is the preparation going for yes. that compared to football? Yes. Okay, so I think I said this in an article as well. I've played, you know, big stadiums, 90,000 plus people um, screaming for teams, either booing you or cheering you, but screaming for teams. Um, my first match was in Rossville, Georgia, pretty much Chattanooga, Tennessee. We did a fundraiser. I wasn't going to do – I didn't want to have a match before my tryout, but this opportunity came up. We had a fundraiser going for uh, the, the uh, PA announcer we had at the University of Tennessee Chattanooga, Ron Hall, his daughter, Amy I um, Can't exactly remember exactly what it was. We need. I think it was something with um,
2: diabetes, maybe. Uh, yeah, she needed an insulin pump, and that cost about ten oh, grand.
1: Yep. So we were doing uh, the show to raise money for that, and it was my first show. So you know, everybody was kind of anxious to see if I could draw. I guess you could say uh, we had probably seven hundred people there. Um, a lot were University of Tennessee Chattanooga, you know, fans, and my family, and everybody wanted to come to see the first match, but. Preparation, there wasn't really much preparation. I've trained with um, the guy that trained me and a really good friend of mine now. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't even be close to anywhere where I'm at right now. Ace Rockwell um, from Chattanooga. Uh, and he got me ready real quick. Like when, Most guys trained for a long time, and I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. I didn't really. Most of my training came in the ring at Empire that first year that I wrestled so that's really all I wrestled but going into that match I probably got in the ring a total of 10 times prior to getting in that match and you know it was, it was a good experience I was really blown up in that bad boy and it was a tag match so I couldn't imagine doing that now but um, now the preparation is a little bit different you know preparation for a game you're going in because you don't know what the other team's going to do necessarily Preparing for a match. You better know what's going to happen, what's going to do, so you can put on a good show for the fans. If that makes sense,
2: right? Now you said in this article that uh, quote: "It's the same type of feeling, but you're alone. You don't have all the guys around you that you could make up that can make up for your mistakes." Friends were coming, and I wanted to make it exciting for them. Yeah, uh, you know, I know the butterflies. in just coming for the first time ever. Do you still have that same uh, sort of trepidation before maybe breaking into a new territory? Or, or you know, having a match with a person for the first time?: Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you still get that?
1: that: Oh yeah, absolutely, man. So, so with me in football from the time I was six years old till I was 21, 22, however old I was, I got so nervous before the game. It's not because I wasn't prepared, but just because I like, good nervous. especially those close to me, uh, myself, it's, it's whatever. But I go out there to perform, or I go out there to play, compete for my family, because that's the name that I carry on my back. Um, it's not Gunner, it's Miller. The Miller family is what I represent when I go places. Um, and now, you know, I'm kind of building my brand, so I represent myself as well. But when I wrestle these new guys, I, mean, I go out there and try to do the best I can. You only get one shot, you get a first impression. It's either going to be good or bad. and It doesn't matter how many impressions after that you make with somebody. It's probably not going to matter. All they're going to worry about is that first impression. So I do yeah. my very best to make a great first impression.
2: No, well, you definitely made a, an impression when you came to Nova Pro. Um, and, and to see you align with the, the gated community uh, was something that was a bit of a surprise to, to everyone. Uh, my first question about that is, Community in, in, in the indie circuit—it's uh, a complete fan-made thing. It's an actual subreddit come to life. I, I personally—I've never seen anything like that actually be involved in, in an event or a promotion. Um, this, so, like, how special is that to be uh, associated with uh, guys like Ed and, and his crew?
1: Well, I mean, it's—it's it's really cool. I didn't know what to expect the first time I went to Nova Pro. I had heard a little about them much i knew that they were some guys that sat close to the ring and you know had a good time um i got to know them a little bit you know especially especially ed and those are good guys uh, they love to have fun they love
2: to they're
1: not going to ruin a show but, you know there's some fans that go out there and ruin shows they go out there just to that's not right. them they go out there to have a good time to help out the show as much as possible um, to help out the guys as much as possible and you have to appreciate those people, and I'm glad they kind of took me under their wing up there at Nova Pro. And uh, you know, I'll do everything I can to to support them.
0: Another another impression, uh, talking about positive and first impressions you've made is your first match at Nova Pro was against Tim Donz. Now Tim Donz is absolutely super over at Nova Pro, so a newcomer coming into town posing against Tim dots is absolutely you. You may absolutely lose that match before you even step in the ring. <laughs> but considering the impression that you made i mean it was it was without a doubt everybody wanted you back so again um if you could reiterate how does it feel to maybe have you, you know you say you you embrace the nervousness but how does it feel knowing that you may not sure you're not sure how the crowd may respond knowing that you're going against their most one of their most over uh um wrestlers at Nova pro well
1: the, here's my strategy and, and people uh, I'm not real big on psychology, as far as I'm—I'm I'm huge on it, but I don't know it very well. That's still what I'm trying to learn each and every day. Psychology, everybody should be. But um, my thing when I come through the curtain is, I want that game day mentality. I'm not coming out there to laugh. I'm not coming out there to throw my hands up in there and, and make sure that the crowd's clapping for me. I'm not out there to get pops. I'm not out there to get anything fake. Everything I want to happen, I want it to happen naturally and organic. So when I come out. I don't know what it is about this face, but people don't like it. So um, I don't know if it's a – I hope it's like an intimidating type thing. um, Or, oh, this guy's serious. uh, Maybe we should boo him or I don't know what he is. But people come off real quick, they don't like this face. And that's a good thing. I'm cool with it. Dylan Hales um, refers to it as the gunner. He says, when I always have a big match coming up, I come out and I'm in Terminator mode. (laughs) <laughs> we, we can go with
2: that. Um, yeah, I can, I can definitely say as a fan, you know, when you see somebody, you usually go with the one you know versus, you know, some guy that's coming that may or may not be back next month. And and we can give him a try, but honestly, let, let's go with the one you know.
0: Yeah. But, you
2: know, um, it, it is it is kind of a thing when you have uh, a person that's intimidating yourself and that you wow the crowd. Uh, what what's or actually, what, which is a better feeling, uh, an interception return for a touchdown or an actual <laughs> the, the moment that you know that you're over with the crowd? Whoo, that's
0: a great question.
2: you've definitely done both.
1: Well, I can tell you this: I I did return two touchdowns in college. I will toot that on horn right there. Um, and for some reason, if you go back and watch that film. You know, I never got tackled after an interception, I don't think, maybe once. But um, my teammates love to attack me after an interception for some reason. Nobody else. Like, anybody else get an interception? Cool. Hey, man, good job. I get an interception, I get chased by the whole squad. I don't know what the deal is. But um, it, we always called it partying with Chattanooga when that happened. But, um, you know, that's cool. That's a great feeling. Similar to hitting a home run in the sweet spot of, of a wooden bat, not a, you know, a wow. bat. Just like getting a big hit in the hole just like you know just like anything it's a great feeling you can compare it to each other i'm in wrestling now when you get over with the crowd it's pretty sweet because you um when you intercept the ball your coach puts you in the right position so <laughs> rest of you.
0: so um just, just to go back just a, a quick bit the four two three now th- there is um some other guys that have been named and associated with the 423. And I wonder if you can maybe give us a little bit of insight on some of these guys that may be coming up now. Oh. Joey and Matt Lynch, the Lynch mob, uh, and Joey just making his Evolve uh debut and um people such as um uh, Jaden Newman and Chris Crunk. Could, could you could you could you tell us about some of these guys of friends of yours? And um these guys are these these guys are carrying the 423 on their back as well as you so yeah, if you could just share a little bit of light on these guys.
1: Yeah, they are. Hey, I'm trying to find a phone charger. Something.
0: <laughs> do what you gotta do.
2: Make it work, bro. So play it with me.
0: Yeah, you heard that question. Anyway, for the, for everybody that's just joining, we got Gunnar Miller on the show. Um, he he he's on pursuit for for a phone charger. So.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, first solid work right now. All right, <laughs> let me well, Imagine good.
0: seeing that guy walking through your uh, office. <laughs>
2: he kind of gives, gives me that Terry Tate vibe. Cab- Coming to the office, so-
0: Cabana Man Dan did a um did a job interview uh, there. I, I can assure you that he's running out of there.
2: I'll throw him, him out of here.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Let's see. Okay, we got power. We're good.
0: All right. So again, so what was the question again? Yeah, so the question is the four two three. You carried on your back strong. The whole the whole area embraces their you know their 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 chosen uh childs and um other names has been associated with the four two three such as Joey and Matt Lynch, the Lynch mob. Uh, Joey just making his uh, recent evolve debut. And um, other names, such as Chris Cronk and Jaden Newman, if you could shed a little bit of light on these guys and um, what, what, can the future, what can others expect from them from the future? Or if there's any others as well, too, that I may not yes. name. Well,
1: okay, so me and Joey and Matt, we, um, we all came from Empire Pro Wrestling. So uh, the thing was, when everybody started traveling, a lot of guys kind of gave it up in a way. It wasn't. They didn't really go anywhere. I didn't keep pursuing it. We did, and we started traveling because I mean, I had to. This is what I wanted to do. So I had to start traveling a little bit, and they did as well. And, and Joey caught fire just like that, especially after the scenic city after we had our, our match. Um, so all that happens. And here recently, I was like, we need to do like a not a group on camera, but a group. So that group is going to be the 4 2 3 because we're all representing Chattanooga. Um, now I know Chris Cronk and, and Jaden. They, I know them. You know, they're from this area as well. I don't. I like those guys. I, I don't hang out with them that much, and I don't travel with them. And I'm not on many shows with them. So um, I wouldn't actually put them in the group, so to speak. But uh, mm-hmm. I would definitely say that it's me, Joey, and Matt Lynch. Um, we're in 2018. We're going to consider ourselves a carload. And uh we're gonna pretty much be the four two three on that car. So if you're trying to book the four two three, you will be getting myself, Gunnar Miller, Matt Lynch, and Joey Lynch of the Lynch Mob. So I'd say that's a pretty good bargain for a car um to come to any show out there.
0: I got a question coming from another Chattanooga folk in Papa Hills, and he told me to ask you about mock power. What is what is what does this mean?
1: About Mock Power? Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know what he's referring to from Mock Power. He might have to re that question. But, I mean, I have um, ties with Papa Hell's going way back from from wrestling. We we met in wrestling, and, and they started following me through that. But um, we definitely have a Go Mocks tie. He's a former Chattanooga Mock. Um, I'm a Mock. He wrote for the the sports page, the, uh, the echo for Chattanooga, you know, back in the day and knew some of my coaches and, you know, and guys that have been around the program. So, and he's very supportive and you got to love that guy. Everybody loves the Hells. the hell, the whole hills, the, the hell's clan is great.
0: Absolutely. Look forward to, uh, having pop on the show early 2018 as, a. Uh... He's uh get ready to put together a really exciting tournament come next year. So uh look forward to him. Good friend of mine, um, nice guy, very supportive, and um, anybody affiliated with him is um obviously doing the right thing. So I agree. Um something you said that was that sparked another question that I just flew right out of my head real quick. <laughs> um
2: Well let me let me ask you this then. You are, you know, you're making your, your inroads to in the indie uh And I've seen interviews in the past where you said that WWE is the end all. That's where you need to be. Still that way? Or do you still, do, is it more like a, um, it's not as much of a need versus a, this would be cool if this happened? Uh,
1: I mean, I grew up watching wrestling. And when you're watching wrestling, you know, it was, you want to be in the WWF or WWE or WCW. That's the goal. I I really have one goal in this, and that's to be, you know, in the WWE. What happens after that, uh, you know, we'll see. Um, but I'm pretty destined on making it to the WWE and and continuing my career there. That that's the the one plan. And I set goals, you know, to reach actually on track from what I thought I was going to kind of be at. Um, I look at wrestling or anything, like football. You have a red shirt year. So I red shirted my freshman year. I was pretty much, I had to try out. I wrestled once a month, maybe, at Empire, in 2014. It didn't really count up that year, red shirt year. But then you got 2015, red shirt freshman year. Very, 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 very green. Still green, very green, um, but could do some moves and had a look so people you know, took notice. Twenty six, and I had the, I did the first scenic city that year too. Wrestled Chip Day, Jimmy Rave, great guy. Um, and the next year, that was supposed to be kind of more of a breakout year. Your wrestler sophomore year, you know, crank it up a little bit. Had a better year. Won the Scenic City Invitational. You know, beat Chris Hero, beat um, Anthony Henry, beat Jimmy Rave, beat Joey Lynch, beat Michael Judas, and then got to hold two belts in Georgia for a long time, pretty much a year. Still have one of them platinum championship belt in the uh mm-hmm. the uh, anarchy triple crown championship which was formerly the the why we triple crown championship so um still have that one and then you know you have 2017 which was the, the beginning uh, I probably should have traveled more this is what everybody's gonna say but I didn't think so um, I know when I'm ready and I, I wasn't ready at that point so I wanted to keep doing my thing Kept doing the storyline shows, uh, you know, bi-monthly. Enjoyed that. Got to the Scenic City. Um, happened to have a decent showing. Had the match against Matt Riddle, Shane Marks. Um, and then I wanted to start traveling after that. So I'm pretty much considering this right here since post-Scenic City, my junior year, till the next Scenic City, then my senior year. So <laughs> hopefully do some big things. Get some All-American honors these next two years, or something like that.
2: Sounds
0: good.
1: I, but,
2: I know. But – I, I want to say this though as far as your your um G it's also important to make sure that you're playing for in the right system or the right team uh you know you know your skill set you know what you bring to the table but if you're not in the right scheme or the right system you may be the odd man out and and I guess the question the real question is is that is wwe the right team or the right system for you and your skill set uh, obviously you know wrestlers have to be chameleons but a lot of people say that the end all be all is WWE. But in a time where the indie scene is having a renaissance, and guys like you know, obviously Young Bucks and Joey Ryan and those and Cody Rhodes and those guys are, you know, making, uh, you know, breaking the mold as far as how the, the independent scene is perceived uh, in, in 2018 and beyond, is WWE still the end all be all? Considering where uh, the, end, the the left, the playing fields have been leveled, so to speak, in in a, you know, in some ways. Uh, versus wrestling around the world and in the independent scene in America. No, I, I definitely
1: agree. And, and the independent scene right now is, you know, blowing up, you know, especially with guys picking the in, the indies over, you know, the WWE. Um, I guess there's a way to make more money for some of those guys, uh, especially if they're, I guess, mid-card level or, or lower than that. You know, they can get out in the indie scene and probably make more money, uh, make their own schedule, do, do their own mm-hmm. thing. Um, for me personally, the WWE is uh, the, not the end all, be all. That, that's the main goal. Right. So, is that the team that's going to fit? Uh, I think I wrestle a, w, a WWE style. I think I have that. I think I have the build. I, I think I have um, the 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 ability to, to handle myself. I get because I mean I've been in college college graduate, I was the guy that did a lot of the interviews, um, kind of I guess you say the face of the team while I was there. Always handled myself professionally, knew what to say, when to say, and how to say it. I never got in trouble like that way, or never got caught. Um <laughs> and uh yeah, that's the biggest key. Don't be dumb, just don't get caught. Um <laughs> and then uh, yeah, I don't know how people get caught doing some of the things they do. I Anyway, it blows my mind. Different podcast. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, I, I just, I feel like that's, that's going to be home for me when, when it happens. Till then, for me, I think I have to make good decisions of how, where I go and what I do and who I work and, you know, kind of the, the process for me. Is that selfish? Maybe. Um, but I'm doing this for me and my family. I'm not doing this for them and their family. Um, if they, if them like it, cool. If them don't like it, cool. I don't care. Um, this is my dream. This is my goal. This is what I'm trying to do. So I think that's the goal for me, but I got to protect myself in a way. And so I just. I try to wrestle a WWE match every time I go out there. I want to be the guy that when, that, when I walk out, they're like, that guy should be on TV. That's a WWE guy. Um, and I think I kind of give that vibe.
2: No, definitely. And I would say that I would argue that it's not selfish because you are the brand. And I say this all the time. Uh, you know, we're here to see you. You know, you're here, you're here to sell your merch. I mean, I'm going to need one of those scenic city uh, established 2014 shirts. You come um December twenty eighth, if you could slide one my way. Uh but yeah, it's we're here to see you as the um as the attraction. You're the star. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely you gotta make a, a way for yourself.
0: I I was uh I, I know I was gonna say earlier too. Now I just thought about it too. You was talking about how you um you will be bundled now together as the 423. And you're very well spoken. Of everything you just named about yourself is absolutely true. And the thing to add to that is you are very well spoken. Um I, I'm very, very curious to know what made you go with the route in your relationship with Jeff Bailey. He's um, absolutely uh, – the promos he cuts are amazing. The guy has pure energy. And I absolutely can see you delivering the same promo too. So I want to know what, how did this relationship came about and um, anything else you can add to that.
1: There's, I've always been told there's like these perfect matches that you might never meet. I guess you could say, as far as, like, friends or relationships or or whatever it is in business or personal life. So when I started traveling, um, the first thing that happened was Dan Wilson, who is the booker at Anarchy Wrestling. Um, He was at Empire at the time. He wrestles as as the Rev, and uh, he's a manager for Tank, um, Iceberg, several guys. But you have him, and he says, hey, man, I want to set you up with – jeff g bailey down down in Georgia, he's a great guy he managed a bunch of big stars aj styles um and then r true um the the other gunner which i'll, I'll always mess with him and call him the fake gunner yeah. my <laughs> Gunner, it's on the birth certificate so boom but i'm just kidding chad don't hurt me um and then uh um i got to meet jeff and it was one of those things where you know jeff was hyping me up prior to me actually get to the show. He did like a little deal where he did a promo saying I was coming and you know, he had met me. So and he did this pro the same old Jeff G promo where he's got them just eating out of his, his hand and they're all booing him and they hate him. And you know, he's the mayor of Porterville down there and he's getting them already up. So then I get to meet Jeff and he's a sports guy and he loves football and You know, he's managed all these guys. He has all this experience in professional wrestling and all this knowledge from, like, he's done it, but also he's watched those guys do it and watched them start from the time they were, you know, green till, you know, AJ Styles is the number one wrestler in professional wrestling. You know, everybody would say he's probably the guy when it comes to the in-ring performer right now. Um, That guy. After every match, after he gets to watch it from ringside, he gets to come up to me and tell me exactly what happened wrong. And I told him when I met him, and so did my dad, because dad travels with me to pretty much all the shows, which is another story on its own, which is awesome. But um, I told him with my dad that dad's always been tough on me, very tough on me. You know, he'll tell me when I do good, but he will definitely tell me when I do bad. He'll <laughs> tell me that more often than not. And that's what I need. Because um, if, you, if you make me mad, I'm, I'll be better, I promise you. So Jeff does that and he's always, you know, super critical and but he's also he's right there to tell me when I do something good. And uh Jeff was a blessing in professional wrestling. He's really helped me over the past year and a half to 2 years that I've been with him and and I owe a lot to him and I, I owe a lot to the people that got me in touch with him. And uh it's pretty cool to get to to do the whole wrestling thing with Jeff Bailey.
0: That's awesome, dude. I got a, I got a um, another uh, fan Twitter question coming in. Um, it's from AJ Doug, uh, my 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 guy Doug, Douglas from Nova Pro. And he he has a question about your finisher. So he says, <clears throat> in the world of a thousand superkits and and RKO variations, you you choose the jackhammer as your finisher, and really no one really before Goldberg has ever used or even dared to use it. So what absolutely makes you? Um, decide to use that as your finisher?
1: Well, um, I'm a former collegiate football player that had the records in the weight room for being the strongest guy um, in the 1,400 pound club with three lift total of bench press and squat and power clean. Um, I'm a power guy, explosive. I can actually jump, and people don't expect that. I don't understand why they're I'm like, hey, man, I can jump pretty good. And they're like, oh, okay. And then I jump over the ropes and nobody's there for me. I have jump over them. So, you know, <laughs> like, I pretty good. Um, but anyways, so I uh, I wanted to use a jackhammer because of Goldberg in a way. As, you know, he, he was coming back around at that time and it was cool. But nobody does it. Nobody does a jackhammer. And that move was awesome. Plus, a bunch of people use moves that they can't do to everybody because everybody wants to do all these cool moves. And they want to, you know, make a crowd pop all these cool moves. Well, hey pal, if you can't do that move to everybody, what's the point of doing that move? That is true. So, I haven't done a move that I can't do to anybody. So, and until something for me wrong, I will continue to be the hustle, hustle.
0: Yeah, no, there's, there's definitely when you say you can do it to anybody, you, you have definitely done it to every size, weight person. Um, uh, his name's coming off right at the top of my head, but... Uh, Cyrus. Uh,
1: yes, yeah. <laughs> no, Cyrus is legit 400 pounds. Oh, yeah. I'm 395 pounds. Um, and me and Cyrus have had some wars. We've been battling since 2015. So, you know, uh, when I went over to the jackhammer, I was like, hey, man, you know, that's, that's the deal. He was like, hey, I've never been suplexed by one person. I don't know if that's... <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> it's
0: possible <laughs> <laughs> with ease at that too now no. now, now Cabana man's Dan, absolutely not favorite move in the world is your your um, your setup for the jackhammer the CTE now <laughs> if anybody's never seen this gift I will be reposting this very soon because it's absolutely crazy now a lot a lot of people do spears or chop blocks or even just whatever you want to call and tackle. But this is absolutely the most ban- most bananas ones I've, I've ever seen. Um I love it, but I have to I want to know, and, and actually, I absolutely do love um the name of it too. But I want to know do you ever get any backlash considering that in sports period now, CT is absolutely the dark cloud that's looming around the shield? Um so um you're your, any any anything to say about this?
1: Okay, so on that topic, and I I've had some people mention that to me. And if I wasn't a football player or somebody that could possibly develop that in a later stage of life, I could see somebody saying, Hey man, don't do that. Don't that's not a good message message to spread. You know, with me, what we do is entertainment. And if you want to name something to get a a quick Hook Jeff G. Bailey had that bad boy named before I even got
2: to <laughs> <it>. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um,
1: so, uh, I like it. I think it, you know, I think it clicks. You got the CTE one, two, three. You know, the CTE was my finish for the whole beginning of you know 2016, that whole run, um, up until I started using the jackhammer and, then, and the spear was it before that. So, I've evolved. It's crazy how long I've been in this. I've only been in you know three, four years, but I feel like I've evolved so much. And I couldn't imagine how some of these guys, you know, twenty years, how much they evolved and their move sets changed. I mean, I've been doing the same moves pretty much since my first. If you watch my first match, I do the same moves, same ones, except I've added a couple, like literally a couple. So I, I'm not a big move. I'm not a big move guy. I'm a, you know, I'm a story guy. I'm a psychology guy. I'm a TV guy. What I guess one of those guys you could say. But <laughs> I'm, probably, I'm not going to get in there and try to do a hundred moves in five minutes. First of all, because I can't, I'll blow up. But second of all, I just, I just don't think it makes any sense for me to do that.
2: At, at what point do you feel the need to evolve a move set? Uh, where, where you do you feel like okay, well, I'm going to show something to the crowd that they've never seen before, or is it a opponent by opponent basis? Or you know, how, how does that develop?
1: Uh, I I game plan it a little bit and I try to make sense of it, you know, strategy wise. Um. So I have a big dive that I do. And if I'm I'm there at a show for the first time, you're going to see the dive, because that's the one thing that I do that people don't expect me to do. And it's going to grab your attention. Um, As far, I mean, all the other moves are pretty much simple. I mean, they all go, I mean, it's the John Cena. You got to have three or four or five moves and do them every match. And everybody starts to figure them out. Um, that's what you want. You want people to know what you're about to do. and then, But I, I would like
2: it to like a comic where you, you can't have a comic go out there and do the same routine for 10 years. Eventually, you got to change things up. So at what point do you believe or do you realize that you uh, it's time for a change? And how does that come about?
1: I think the time for a change comes with a big match that's coming up and setting that change up in all the matches leading to that. So – um, I don't think you need to add a lot. I think you need to add one thing every now and then. But you need to let the like let everybody experience you evolving to that one thing. Um, you know, if somebody starts kicking out of your finish, you got to figure out another way to finish them. Now, don't go back to your other finish. Stay stay with the new one. Use that one as a setup. You know, something like that.
2: Do you think that guys are um, over-complicating things by doing, you know, seven-star splash off the uh, rafters or, you know, a nine twenty 20, uh, you know, flip in the first three seconds of a match, when it really should be more more about the storytelling?
1: Uh, I think it depends on what part of what part of the card you're on. Um, when you come up, I think it depends on who your opponent is. Is it a one-and-off match? Have you ever seen each other before? Does the crowd know y'all know each other? Um, is it a storyline? Is it been going on for a year? I mean, I think it just depends on all of those things. Um, you know, there's a time and place for, for everything to happen. and In wrestling, you never say never. So I'm not saying anything that anybody does in wrestling is wrong because wrestling is uh, subjective. Objective. And it, it, it's what you like. You know, if if you have 100 people in a room and they watch the same video, they're all going to like something else or hate something else. So do what you like and if you're enjoying what you like other people are going to enjoy it as well
0: i can give a doubt um do you have any other questions before i get start going down uh we're uh his promotions coming up
2: uh no man i think we should need to talk about some nova pro stuff though
0: definitely um so uh so your first date that you got coming up december 23rd you'll be working with anarchy slash uh, mcw which is this show called Christmas Chaos? Now this is night two of this show, and you will be facing Matt Riddle, uh, who is the former WWE champion, uh, uh, recently losing uh, losing it to Keith Lee, uh, a past guest on the show. Um, now there's a, there's some story here with Matt Riddle. Now, <clears throat> 2016, you are the Scenic City Invitational champion. Come 2017, I mean, you're the champion. It's your city. You are Mr. Scenic City.
1: And, sorry to interrupt, but Matt Riddle presented me the trophy in 2016. And he was hesitant to hand the trophy over and tried to have a little stare down.
0: Huh.
1: Okay. So continue. Continue.
0: So uh, that brings us to 2017. Uh, A few months ago, uh, you faced him in the second round and losing which matt riddle ultimately went on to win uh, the scenic Cine- Cine- city invitation of 2017. now if the record serves correct matt riddle is the only person that you have ever lost to that you have not re- uh, went back to win so december 23rd means a lot considering one that he has your trophy is your city so that's your trophy and you are the previous champion and because you have not had a pinfall over him since facing the first time what can we expect when you come december 23rd
1: okay so this is the long-awaited rematch from the the sprint that everybody you know loved on twitter um for what that is worth i enjoyed the match with matt um it's rare that you get i will not say it's rare it's rare that you get to get into the ring with somebody that was at a high level at the ufc um you know kind of speaking you know forward luckily for me i get matt riddle on december 23rd and i also get tom lawler on january 13th so i'm pretty much in the ufc also on the indie scene um,
0: (laughs) i have that in my note i was like you have a vendetta against these ufc guys
1: yeah football's better in ufc any day i mean it's the it's the real combat sport so anyways um but matt riddle uh see okay, so I started going to the jackhammer you know a couple months leading up into the the scenic city because I knew I' had to have a new you know something more impressive to put somebody down I, I needed the CTE and the jackhammer if I wanted to win this tournament probably ten or twelve guys quick with a jackhammer, all shapes, all sizes um, get to the scenic city uh Matt Riddle, you know he, he cheated at the beginning, I think you know I, I went to him and he need me. I don't know if that's legal, but I'm going to go with it. Um, started doing his, his bro offense or his bro fence or whatever you want to call that. And, uh, you know, he's broing up and he, he, he's feeling good. And he's got the crowd behind him in my town, which is ridiculous, by the way. You know, if anybody from Chattanooga is listening to this, shame on you. I don't know how you cheer for somebody else in my town. Back to this. Um, so all that's happening until he makes a quick mistake. Boom. A couple overhead bellies. Don't matter who you are, UFC. Not the UFC, WWE, not the WWE indie scene, not the indie scene. A business worker, mailman, anybody. Overhead belly belly suplex, boom. Um, and then I pick him up. CTE, pow, jackhammer, boom. One, two. He kicks out of my jackhammer, which is uh, I just don't understand it. Doesn't and not Only kick out a jackhammer, but a top a, a superplex into a jackhammer. So I, I don't necessarily know what it's going to take to put down Matt riddle, but I can guarantee you that he's going to see something that he's never seen or anybody's ever seen from me before
0: Com- completely on the lines of your last uh, answers to the question the, the bigger the match <laughs> the more unique and more crafty you have to be you have to, time to time to go back to the to the shed and uh, break out some new tools yeah
1: the good thing about being a, a former collegiate athlete is that to um, meet a bunch of Collegiate athletes and you know make lifelong friends and you know coaches are friends and some of those guys are are collegiate wrestling coaches um, are collegiate wrestlers and some of those guys like what I do and some of those guys want to help me out and some of those guys like to roll around and some of those guys want to you know show me some tips on maybe how to do this a little bit better or tweak this a little bit better to to hurt him a little bit so we'll say i've been in, I've been in a little bit of a, a riddle camp to uh, to get my win back. And he's definitely not getting my belt. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, with your track record, Nats, uh, Brock Lesnar should be your opponent somewhere down the line in 2018.
1: I'll drop him on his head too. It really doesn't matter who it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or, De- or Dana White, because uh, there's obviously a huge vendetta against these UFC people. <laughs> I need to
1: get Dana White as my manager because I don't think he likes Matt Rule that much. And I don't think he likes
0: him. I I am not going to comment
1: is actually still active. So after I beat him, I probably should be in the UFC.
0: You know, that's, that's, that's funny. I was looking at up too. I was just like, is he still active? I was, I was looking at up, but I think he is too. I didn't see anything saying that he wasn't. So yeah, that's interesting. So yeah. So um then that brings us to um our next show, which is gonna be in our backyard, December twenty-eighth. You will be at Nova Pro for such great heights, which is gonna be streaming live. Their first show is streaming live on powerbomb.tv. You'll be first facing show a- December too. Yeah, first show in December as well. Too. Uh you'll be facing AJ Gray, who will be uh making his debut at Nova Pro. Now, you have a little history with this guy because you have beat him the one and only time that you faced him. So considering that Nova Pro family has embraced you and you kind of made your home here, you have a guy that also may be looking to uh, make up for his uh, his failed uh, attempt in, in, in facing you, coming into Nova Pro doing so as well too. So what does this match mean? And also too, you've already made an impression with us and you've been on Powerbomb TV before, um, but now you'll be at Nova Pro, you'll absolutely be loved, be love. You you'll be, obviously you have, you have to be a face, no matter whatever happens, we we're, everybody will be cheering for you. What does it mean now to, uh, c- to call Nova pro one of your second homes and having the the complete fan backing of it come December 28th?
1: Well, I never thought that I would, you know, be known in the DC area. So that's kind of cool. Um, so, you know, I like, I love Nova pro, um, out of all the shows that I've, I've done here recently, I, I like Nova Pro. You know, I like Black Label. Um, I like the, you know, the the Sup scraps. Um, I like all these new shows that I'm doing. But to come back and face AJ Gray, I did beat AJ AJ, AJ Gray once. However, what most people don't know is I also beat him prior to that. Not necessarily in wrestling. You know, maybe in college football. So my senior year, we played Austin P University, which um, is also in Tennessee. And they're in the OVC, which is a little bit smaller conference than UTC at the time. And they were struggling. You know, they hadn't won many games. He played linebacker. I played linebacker. Well, I happened to intercept the ball and return it for a touchdown in that game, toot my own horn. And all the guys started chasing me. But we pretty much dropped off some pee on their head real bad. I mean, it wasn't even close. So I beat A.J. Gray my senior year in college. And then I told everybody that I beat him in college. And I told them I was going to beat him in wrestling. And then I beat him at Anarchy for my championship, the Triple Crown Championship, the real world championship, you know, the the world championship that actually gets defended against guys that are uh, competitors. Mm -hmm. And um, it it didn't really go good for him in that one. You know, he he also got CTE, and he also got Jack. And usually the outcome is one, two, three, and it was in that case as well. So this is also a rematch. And I guess this will be the
2: uh, the clean
0: sweep. I'll go three and zero against AJ Gray. Wow. <laughs> sorry. Were, you, were you about to say
2: something, <laughs> <sexual>? I'm sorry. <laughs> say like that's it's pretty amazing uh, that you have you know so many different you know the backstory stuff like that make it a, that much more sweeter. When you, when you get, a, get a vic, that victory, I mean, to the fans, they don't know the history, the intricacies and stuff like that. Uh, but how does it feel to like that one-upsmanship, that gamesmanship? You say how competitive you are. But how, how good is it to get that victory over somebody that, you know, that you know that you got their number?
1: Uh, it's always good to get a win. Um, but, yeah, I don't think you need to talk about too much. I, th- I think it's good to let everybody know you won, obviously. But just like any good prize fighter, any good boxer, any good, you know, combat sport, uh, champion, any good football, baseball player, anybody that's been great at something, you tell everybody you did good. You tell them how you did it. You tell them before you're going to do it, how you're going to do it. You do it exactly how you're going to do it. And then you go to the next one. So, you know, after every match, you know, I like to to let everybody know that, yeah, I won. And, yeah, I won again. And, yeah, eh, I'm that good. (laughs) (laughs) But, um. Uh, and I'm gonna do it for the next guy, and I just got to figure out who that next guy is. Fortunately enough for me, I've got I've got the next guys lined up, and the next three are pretty good. You know, I got Matt Riddle, I got AJ Gray, and I got Tom Lawler. I'll take it. I'm a quality over quantity guy. I don't think you know. I do agree that some guys need to go out there and wrestle every weekend for some guys, and I would love to as well to get better because I don't really I don't do any training. I mean, I just I show up in the ring week to week, and that's how I get better. But <laughs> for me. I want to wrestle, you know, quality guys, and not just spend my time spending my wills, you know, trying to wrestle five hundred matches in a year. You know, to say that I wrestled in every state, I'll wrestle in four states, and I'll wrestle good matches against good guys and get better.
2: Huh. Well, that, that sounds awesome. You know, I'm saying one of those, luckily, one of those four states is Virginia, and we'll see you on December twenty eighth, which is a Thursday. So that's going to be, you know, uh, hopefully yep. the Christmas ham and, and the Christmas turkey doesn't, uh, the itis doesn't come back to bite you, man. <laughs> and
0: and like you said, too, um, move, moving forward with, with your your next promotion that you'll be working, you uh, Black Label Pro, which uh, recently, again, you just wrestled uh, MJF in a very, very entertaining match. Uh, absolutely loved it. And uh, come December 13th, as you've mentioned, which will be at Black uh, black label pro 4 we're not the Mounties uh, you'll be facing filthy Tom Lawler uh, definitely a fan of this guy from the UFC scene but him in the wrestling ring that this is this is gonna be a little bit different i I he's only started re- wrestling uh, come 2007 17 and um, I've only seen a few of his matches uh, Seen a few uh, upon research and getting all the research prepared for the show tonight Um He's the Black Label Pro champion. And you made it very clear that he may not have faced – he may have faced everybody in the tournament, but he has not faced you, and you stepped right up to the plate for the challenge, and he accepted. So that is going down January 13th. Now, we've been talking about wins and losses here, so we might as well just go ahead and drop the stat sheet here. Now, he has beat Matt Riddle. You have not beat Matt Riddle. He has also beat A.J. Gray, but you have beat him as well, too. Uh, twice, bo- both in the square circle and on a green iron. So, considering that you do face Matt Riddle before you face him, how much more important does it make that match to bring, especially with, with your last remarks about having to say that you want to be able to say that you have beat that guy, too, and makes you more deserving to uh, face him and to beat him, to shove it in his face, that you beat his guys at the guys he's beat, and you'll beat him all within a month span, uh, a month and a half span. And then to add the, and then to add that belt to your to your collection, I mean, you've held the platinum championship wrestling uh belt. The, uh you have the anarchy triple crown uh championship two times at that. Uh you were the real world championship. world championship. Yes, the, the real um and you had uh also the the www heavyweight championship um and then the, the empire title you had as well too so what also i know it's a lot of questions but what does it mean to also be able to shove in his face that hi i beat these guys and within a month beat you and took your belt
1: i mean uh, i think it's just what's gonna happen i don't I don't know if it's going to be you know something that i'm gonna be shocked when it happens i've am a big uh Law of Attraction guy. If you visualize something and you manifest it, it's probably going to come true. If you think about it every day, you see yourself, you visualize it, it's probably going to come true. Well, I don't wake up and see myself losing. So, I, I think it's going to be a good end of the month for December and a great beginning of 2018 with some more gold.
0: I like the sound of yeah, that. There's
2: nothing not wrong the with saying. I told you so. <laughs> I agree.
0: In, any, um, any style or d- different preparation going into these matches with these uh, MMA wrestler guys?
1: Cardio, a lot more cardio. See, the difference that they have when it comes to wrestling or the advantage they have over me is the mat work, the wrestling, um, you know, dangerous holds and, you know, how to uh, get out of them. I mean, I know a little bit of it from uh, you know, just like body positioning and stuff from football and and just being an athlete, kind of a natural athlete growing up. And um, but wrestling, I didn't wrestle in high school or college. You know, I I was a football, baseball, basketball guy. Only basketball through middle school, and then I uh, didn't pan out. But you know, I chose football and baseball. And I'm not really a wrestling guy. I'm more of like a powerhouse football that type guy. So he's going to have the advantage on the mat. If I hit him with a CT and a jackhammer, I don't go to the mat. <laughs>
2: That's true. I mean, CTE's been putting uh, dudes down here, for a while now.
0: Here, here's two things I'm going to throw out at you. Dominic Greene, John Kerman, both uh, Nova, no, both known faces at Nova Pro will be having a no-rope match at um, Nova Pro come Such a great Heights uh, December 28th. Um, that's going to be a bananas match. I think it would First, oh, I'm going to throw in one more name at you, too. I think it'd be really interesting to see you tangle one of those guys, too. So I wonder if you have eyes on, on, on that match. But absolutely, the match that every Nova Pro fan is asking for and is wanting, and we hope we're going to get this in 2018, is we have Gunnar Miller versus Eric Royal. I don't know if you know who the guy is. He didn't make it to the last show. He was at the uh, the, the previous show before that that you debuted on. But we're looking at two two big powerhouses in the ring together. It can only mean chaos. What do you have to say about the fans want want to see you in the ring with, with this guy, Eric Royal, who is absolutely another Nova Pro fan favorite.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think Eric's like the guy over there, from what I've heard. And, um. I guess the Nova pro guy, you know, tried to come to the scenic city and try to be the guy and the guy didn't pan out because, you know, uh, I guess Riddle won and he beat the actual guy. Uh, (laughs) But, um, you know, I've I've watched Eric and I've seen his moves and I think, I guess in a way we're similar, Uh, explosive suplexes, you know, powerful guy. But have you seen him do that move to everybody? I don't know. I mean, I've seen him do it to guys smaller than him or maybe the same size. Uh, if you actually look at him, he's not that big. I would say the story of the match is the hoss the Halse's versus a wannabe hoss. I think the answer is pretty simple. <laughs> Jackhammer, one, two, three. And you know what? <laughs> I might even throw him around a little bit. I'll probably hit him with every suplex he throws. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. I'll be, I'll be sparking some Twitter. Uh, some Twitter. Yeah, well, we're this. gonna
2: start a immediately. After yeah, this.
0: yeah, yeah. You can. You can believe that. Now I'm gonna start a pop one more time with something. Now this one isn't against anybody, but this is absolutely just right. I see fitting. Now you are no stranger to tournaments. You are. You talk about cardio and condition, and you, you've participated in numerous tournaments. Uh, on the football on the football field and in and and in, in the wrestling scene. There's one tournament that comes up in Nova Pro come 2018, and I absolutely think that if there's not a belt for you to attain, if you want to talk about an accolade that you want to put on your shelf, how about the Commonwealth Cup 2018? I want my man Mike King to book this. I I think it absolutely makes sense that you become a participant in that.
1: And this is the Nova Pro?
0: This is at Nova Pro. Well,
1: I'll say this. I haven't been approached for no Commonwealth tournament. But um, I'm not the common guy. So if they want a above-average wealth winner, then they can holler at <laughs> me.
0: Stir the pot, stir the pot, stir the
2: pot. Okay.
0: Yeah. Anything else I have, I'm just gonna rip it up there because that's 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 it for me.
2: <laughs> I, think we, I think we should stop there. I think uh, we're gonna get into more trouble than it's worth right now.
0: Um. So Jamal, did you have any questions? Uh
2: no man I, I'm I'm good man it's just a good talking to you Gunner you know you really made uh, a lasting impression uh you know over since you debuted in Nova Pro Wrestling and we definitely hope to see you we know we're going to see you back uh this coming thir- in 2 weeks uh 2 weeks from today uh you know at such great heights at the uh VFD in, in Annandale. but yeah man it's been a great time talking to you
1: Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me on. I've been excited to do this. I'm glad I figured out the Google Hangout thing. I'm (laughs) glad my phone didn't die because that's always a struggle with me. My phone always dies for some reason. Um, But I I appreciate you guys having me on. Hopefully people got to know a little bit more about me. And if not, they got to kind of see the the, the funny side of me as well. I mean, I'm always messing around, playing around, except when I'm talking trash to somebody. That's serious.
0: Well, I can assure you, if anybody who didn't watch this uh, interview live uh, will be, you know, be on our YouTube, be on our SoundCloud. But if they don't know about you now, they will know about you because you are Mr. Senior City. All the hashtags in the world. All or the more hashtags. Imp- more importantly, before we get out of here, you have to let the fans know where can they find, follow you and do all that other good stuff on social media.
1: Well, they can go to Miller 423 on Instagram. You can go to Gunner m 11 on Twitter. Uh, I don't know how you can find me on Facebook. Type my name in. Look for my picture. I don't know. Um, and then YouTube. Uh, I, I've got a channel. I don't, it's probably Gunner Miller. I don't know. Just look for me. It's a, a guy wearing a wrestling belt and wrestling video. <laughs> don't subscribe. I don't care. Um, and then what else we got? We got Snapchat. Don't Snapchat me. But it's Mr. Scenic City if you want to. Unless, I mean, <laughs> dudes don't Snapchat me. If you're a hot girl, you can Snapchat me. <laughs> I'm trying to get on Snapchat some dudes trying to talk the rest. Of and then, um, what else we got? Uh, my cell phone number is? Joke. Not getting my cell phone <laughs> And then, that's about it, man. You can email me, but I doubt nobody wants to do that.
0: If you, if uh, I, wish I would try to
1: book me through email. I wish everybody would book people through the set. If there was an app. That was a booking app for wrestlers. That's what everybody needs because I get so tired of 19 different ways of people communicating with you. My rant is done. But other than that, um, you know, well, cool it is. I mean,
2: you're a logistics guy. That may be something that you might have to trademark right now. It's their uh, Brooklyn app that uh, the people have. I mean, I'm just...
0: hey, I'm program saying. A, I'm, a progr- and I'm a programmer, so we're gonna stir the pot.
2: <laughs> That's a hey. hell of an idea. Dude, i've
1: been saying this for a while i mean i've got a bunch of good ideas that I never you know come to fruition we'll do it done before done. the internet
2: collapses so oh uh, <laughs> no
0: kidding
1: they already approved
2: that didn't
1: they like
0: oh, they did yeah I it. it's well yeah i guess i guess we need to uh just in case if this is our last stream of forever uh it's been one hell of a one and <laughs> it, it, yeah, it was we
1: a memorable one for sure
0: that's for sure all of his social medias is in the description. So, um, any of that you missed, just go down to our YouTube channel. They're all there. Um, it will also be in our SoundCloud description. It's all over our social media. So, um, Gunnar Miller, we appreciate you coming. We look forward to seeing you. Um, anybody who's not in this area and can't see him, powerbomb.tv, go ahead and uh, start your free subscription. Use the Nova Pro code. Um, it's I always forget it, but it is on their page um, to get. Uh free ten days. So you wanna see some good wrestling? Wanna see Gunnar Miller, C T E and Power and Jack Hammer people? There you go. Powerbomb dot TV.
1: Hey real quick before we get off here, if you don't mind, I'm at the next show, um, I'm gonna have all my merchandise with me and stuff set up beside the guys at the gated community. So, you know, come out man if you wanna support, you know, it helps us out a lot, you know, as far as traveling stuff, you know, it's always nice to, to get a little extra money. So we're gonna have shirts, bands, and got some new poster boards made. The the king of hearts, the corporate captain, the poster board. So um, come check it out and, and say hello. You know, I'm, I'm not as mean as I look in the ring. So come say what's up.
0: <laughs> you want a picture with the guy? Buy some good merch.
2: I'm definitely going to need a 3X in that Gunnar Miller uh, 2000, established 2014. Put that aside right now. And, we got, yeah.
1: We got a, I'll see if I got a 3X. And I'm also on prowrestlingtees.com now. You can go to the, go to the shop. Get some
0: merchandise, but it's not the new shirts; all the old stuff. Right. right. So, there you have it. If you're at the shows, go go buy some merch. If you're at the show, you're there to watch the guy. You're not at the show? Powerbond.tv. If you're not at the show, ProWrestlingTees.com. That's it. You can you can watch the material. You can buy it. You can buy the merch. Do what you got to do. But Gunnar Miller, Mr. Scenic City, will be seeing a lot more of him in 2018 you can believe that and um hopefully we'll have him on the show again because this has definitely been a pleasure it's been a fun time and um i really appreciate you coming on dude
1: yeah man i enjoy talking so anything that gets me out of work i will do <laughs>
2: um,
1: have me, hours of 12 to 9 monday through friday you got
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh, sounds good and cabana man dan we wish you a speedy recovery because uh not many people get out from that that CT in the way you 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 got this story. We we're not sure <laughs> if you were okay. Yeah. Did you but see before. his
1: neck hit the ropes when he his head <laughs> whiplashed off the? I mean, I, I have no? pictures of that, and I
2: actually didn't post it because I thought it was a bit too uh, too graphic. Because I actually <laughs> had pictures yeah. of his neck contorting when he hit the ropes. I, I caught the when he when you speared him. And and his his hair his wig literally flew off. Like I mean, that's. That yeah. That was that was rough.
0: We're going to that have to Dan, Dan on on the show soon. That's what we yeah. We, we need to. I want to
2: see that like shoulder blade tattoo that you gave him. That's about right here in the in the sternum area. Well,
1: I think he's the only person to officially get hit with like an overhead belly, a German, a spear, a CTE, and a jackhammer <laughs> time span. So. Props to him
2: if he's yeah. still alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a picture where he's literally upside down, per, uh, perpendicular to the ring, and I think I'm, I'm going to need him to sign that if he if he's still with us.
0: And, and and it's not the first time that attempted murder has happened at um Nova Bro. So hey, it's so fitting, and and, and people love it when people do stuff like that there. So hey. <laughs> yeah, everybody cool.
1: but the guy taking
0: the move. <laughs> you're right. right about that. <laughs> But hey, I'm two chains. That's Jamal. This is the Big O Bell Podcast. Thanks for everybody that's tuned in, Gulla Miller, ladies and gentlemen. And we will catch you guys next week with another special guest interview. See y'all later.